With Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Blog Talk Radio. Hey, everybody. It's your girl, Cy Brown. And thank you so much for tuning in to the Cy Brown Morning Show. I come at you live weekdays at 9 a.m. Eastern Standard Time from New York City. Oh, it's a beautiful day. Yesterday I shared with you that it was <laughs> there was snow on the ground. I'm like, wait a minute. I didn't hear snow. But the odd thing is I don't know if the ground is particularly warm or something like that because before you knew it, the snow had the snow was gone. I was like, wait a minute, that's odd. There's no more snow. So I just thought that was pretty cool. So uh, I'm happy about that. There's no more snow. Today I am joined by my guest, Reverend Darren Ferguson. He is pastor of a church in Far Rockaway in New York. So I'm glad. I'm definitely glad to have him. And he is a, a friend to the room. He's been a friend of mine in ministry for many, many years. So he's joining us. And and uh, so he'll oversee our weekly online Bible study. We we all need that, you know, no matter where you are in your life and where you are in your walk. Um, it's good to have somebody that's there to support you. In the meantime, before we bring Pastor Ferguson in, let's just bring in a little bit of a little bit of music by CC Wine and Ditch Your Girl Cy Brown. Check it in for the Cy Brown Morning Show. Wow. Yeah. Yo, I go by the name of Mario Wine, and this is the moment you've all been waiting for. Yeah, I bring to you my auntie, CC Wine. I know that you think you can pray the that mistake, but I know it's the only way you can make it better, and I know situations get too much for you to take, and you feel like you're gonna break, and it makes you say, I can't take it, well things get better, I'm so frustrated. Call 
This morning, oh, I'm glad. That's a nice way to start your day. I have to give a big shout-out to my friend Gio. She's listening. Gio and I go back to, like, eighth grade, and she just sent me a text message. Sorry, I'm listening to the show, so I promised to give her a shout-out. Hey, girl, <laughs> thank you so much for listening. I'm bringing in Pastor Ferguson right about now. Good morning, brother. How are you? Good morning, sis. How you doing? <laughs> I am so well. I'm so happy that you're joining us for our weekly online Bible study. I know you're going to drop a couple of jewels for us. How are you? How's the family? Everybody's good. I'm just blessed. Celebrating my second anniversary as pastor this week. So hey, I, I have nothing but uh, uh, good things to say. I'm, I'm so blessed I, I can't even stand it right now. Tell everybody, you know what, now see, I know, I I remember when, uh, before you got your church, and when I was introducing you and I said you were going to be on the show, I didn't dare want to uh, not not get the name of the church right, and I've been there, so I don't even know why, what's the name of the church, and tell everybody how to find you, because they have to get there and and, and watch you preach, and hear you preach. Oh, thank you so much. It's Mount Carmel Baptist Church. We are located in Far Rockaway, Queens at 348 Beach, 71st Street, and that's Far Rockaway or Arverne, New York. Okay, I just put that in the chat room, Mount Carmel Baptist Church. I'm not messing that up. I'm not getting in trouble. <laughs> <laughs> Listen, I just want to, uh, you know, I've always been um, impressed because, you know, the pastor sits in the big chair on Sunday. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But you're so not intimidating like that. Like, is, is that why your ministry is growing so rapidly? Yeah. You know, one of the things that I purpose to do, I came out of a very big, very traditional, very conservative in some ways church, and that was Abyssinian Baptist Church in Harlem. And I love my pastor. I love my church. But one of the things that, one of the critiques, if you will, of the ministry was that a lot of people felt that Dr. Buss wasn't approachable. And even though he actually is approachable, just the weight of that pulpit and the history of the church made people feel that he wasn't. So I purposed myself that whenever I became, or however Lord, the Lord used me and, and put me in that position, that I, that I would have an open-door policy. You know, uh, Barack Obama said transparent, but not in government yep. and ministry, and, and to be approachable to everybody. Because I think that, you know, especially in the tradition of the black church, the black pastor, is such a, a prominent figure in the community that you have to be, especially in these times, approachable, open, mm-hmm. honest, and real. And, that, and that's, that's um, who I ask God to allow me to be every day. 
Well, I, I, I think you really, really are. And you know what? It, you have a very large youth ministry, and that's actually how you and I connected just some years yep. back when I produced um, the youth conference for Bethel AME Church in Passaic, New Jersey, um, under yep. the direction of my pastor at that time, Reverend Linda Ellerby. Um, but you came, like, with busloads of folk from New York to a town in New Jersey. I'm like, listeners, I'm telling you the real deal. Like, <laughs> you came locked and fully loaded. How is it, how do you, I have pastors call me on the low, and I, and I know you know I'm getting ready to go with this. How do you engage and keep the young people engaged in ministry? Because that's not easy. No, well, actually, it really is. Really? If, 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 if you wanted, and for me, it was just that I love young people. I, it's, it's, it's something that, that, that came to me generationally. My mother um, was the lady whose who all the kids was in her house. When I was growing up, all the kids came to my house, all the teenagers, because they felt that my mother was mad cool, that they could talk to her, <laughs> that she was approachable. So I, I, I'm my mother's son, so... You know, with young people, I don't judge them. I never um, tell them, you know, you, you know I'm never um, pointing at them or, or, or shoving scriptures down there. You know, with young right. people, you have to be real. You have to live by, lead by and live by example. And you have to, you know, let them know. They don't care what you know. They just want to know that you care. Mm. And, and that's, that's how I am with my young people. I've got young people now who've been with me for over 10 years. Um, they're getting married, having children. Um, I'm becoming a grandfather, even though I have only one biological child. I have another son who's into acting, who just got licensed for ministry himself. Amen. He's been with me since he was 12. You know, it's, it's just a blessing because I believe that, you know, the, the key to the survival of the church, the black church, is that we reach our young people in a meaningful way. So young people love me because I always cared enough to make ministry relevant to them. And that's right. You can't you can't always preach to the center of the church. Sometimes you got to preach more to the young folk. More, sometimes you got to preach more to the old folk. And, and when you do that, I think people appreciate that you are sensitive to their needs and their circumstances. And that's that's been my secret, if if it is a secret. Well, you 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 do that very very well, and I'm not saying it just just you know just for, because I know you. But one thing I do notice, I I put on Facebook one time that. Um, I couldn't believe that all my son's friends were reaching out to friend me on Facebook. Yeah. And uh, I put it out about maybe like a month ago, I don't remember, and my oldest son, Daquan, is 20, and Miles is now 16. And someone put on my wall, I would never be friends with my friend's friends. And I was so mortified by that. I was like, oh, oh, my goodness. And another friend of mine put on my wall in response, I bet you know more about other people's kids than their parents do. Yeah. And you, I know, you're on Facebook, your daughter's on Facebook, I'm off. And it's not a situation where you're coming down to their level, but it's just having, I believe, it's just having an understanding. Because we were once teenagers, too. Yeah, yeah. And, you know, for me, with the Facebook phenomenon, it's really funny because I got on it, and I always told my daughter, if you're on MySpace, I'm on MySpace. you on Facebook, I'm on <laughs> Facebook. And then when I got on Facebook, then I started working at a college. And it's amazing to me how many kids say, oh, my mother's on Facebook, but I would never be my mother's friend, or I'd never be my father's friend yeah. on Facebook. And, and that's because it's the fear of being judged. It's the fear of being 
you know, uh, uh, humiliated or, or called on the carpet for just being who you are, for being young. You know, Facebook is such a, 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 a gateway, if you will, because people put up pictures from parties and stuff that they do. And, and I know, I don't think I'm able to see what I did at parties when I was 18 and 19. Right. But if I had an older person who was a mentor and a friend, you know, I've, and I step the kids on Facebook about their statuses and their pictures. I did but too. But I step to them in a way and I'll be like, look, you know, I just want to make sure that nobody judges you because of what you're doing. You got to be careful. Potential employers may be looking at this. Yes. You know, and I get to speak the truth in love. And when you do that, then they respect you and they say, you know what? You're right. I'm going to take it down. I shouldn't have put it up in the first place. Good looking out. I appreciate it. But yep. instead of receiving that phone call, what do you think you're doing? I say that. Yes. I don't know you yes. come off like that. And I don't even do that to my own daughter. So much so that my daughter's in school in St. Louis. I haven't met the majority of her friends in school, and they all send me on Facebook. You see, that, see that that that's what I'm talking about right there. That is, that's exactly what I'm talking about. And you know, I have to honestly say, you know, well, when we first met, I was the youth director of my church, and I still have my young people. Like they're now um, freshmen in college and yeah. sophomores in college or seniors or juniors in high school. You know, that batch that I spent so much time with, they're now becoming young adults. Do you know, like, they still reach out to me? Yeah. And I have seen questionable things on my own son's page. He put up some comment about some movie about Shaft or something that he had watched. And he was home watching the movie, and he put up something slick. And I just sent him a message, a private message like, hey, Booby, just don't, you know, that that's not too becoming. Just be mindful of what you put on your wall. That's it. There was no criticism. And because of that, I would like to think my kids and their friends t- share so much with me, and then that's when I have the opportunity to share Jesus Christ and salvation. Right. And right. I, I, I have a question for you. I found out yesterday that um, – I was I was in the house and I heard my kids mumbling that somebody was was dead, and so I they were looking on the computer and I came in and I'm like uh oh you know how did he die first thing I'm thinking a young t- you know late teens early twenties it was a murder because right. you know that's the first thing I think and I was like um, I hope he was saved and my younger son was like yeah I know. And it's those opportunities right there that I believe we get to share the love of Jesus Christ and the joy of right. salvation in those moments right there. Yeah. I mean, one of the greatest experiences I've had in ministry was when I was at Abyssinian Church. One of our young people, a young man who was somewhat gang affiliated and stuff, got murdered. And, um, and at the funeral, you know, there were just hundreds of thousands, if you will, of kids putting red bandanas in the in – the, uh, in the casket with them and all of this stuff, red roses and stuff. And and when I got to the pulpit to, to do the eulogy, what I said to them was, I said, you have a responsibility to make sure this never happens again. Oh, God. You can't stop every young person from getting killed in the street, but you can govern yourself. And if you don't yep. govern yourself, you'll end up someplace where somebody will govern you. And, yep. and I said, do you understand? I said, I see you genuflected and making the side of the cross over this young man's body, do you understand what the cross truly means? Do you understand the sacrifice, the savagery, the, 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 you know, what God sacrificed through his son for us? Do you understand and, and why it's so senseless that this young man should be lying here before us today? 
And what yeah. happened was all of the gang leaders in the community, some of them started coming to the church. Um, mm-hmm. All of them got my number. They started mm-hmm. sending the little wannabes to the church. Yo, you don't need to be with us. Yo, go see the Rev over at Abyssinian. You know, and 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 uh, and then we did a um, we did a big forum called No More Drama, and we did it in in you know in memory of the young man who passed away. And we had over you know hundreds and hundreds no. of young people from the community in the church, you know, crying, you know, uh, uh, letting go of of anger and and, and hatred and and all of the things that, that made them who they were. I had kids come and, and turn guns into me at the church. The rev, oh, you know, I, you know, I, threw, I threw my gun under the church across the street. Um, I don't know what to do. You know, said, went, went out there, took the gun, wrapped it in a, a, in, a, in a handkerchief, told the kid, thank you, put my arms around him. You know, because that's what you do. That, I mean, the, the, the saving of our young people is not in a fist, it's in a hug. It's not in a, in a jail cell. It's an, it's an opportunity to share with them unyielding, undying love. <laughs> and you don't do that by preaching, and you don't do that by, um, you know, by judging. You do that with your arms open, with, with your heart open, and saying to them, yo, I'm here. I got you. I got you. Because that's all they want to know. That's why gangs came so prominent, because the gangs say, yo, I got your back, in ways that adults didn't know how to have their back. I have to tell you, I am literally in tears right now because we're losing so many kids, so many black men. And I'm so sorry for crying, but I have two sons, and I literally fight every day for their lives. I can't tell you, just in ministry and just in life, the senselessness. I went to get my hair done yesterday, and this guy came in, and he had on red hood, and he was paying to get his girlfriend's hair done, and she had the red pants, the red jacket, the, and I just sat there, and my first instinct was fear. Like, literally, I was terrified. And then once I realized that he, like, I guess, you know, that was his girl or whatever, was bringing her in to get her hair done. Mm-hmm. I calmed down. But, Reverend, honestly, it's so heartbreaking. It is. It is. See our young people. And to be a leader in ministry, to see such a disconnect at times that the black church, and this is not a strike against the black church, but there has to be more than we can do for our young people than a fresh fish fry, or be dismissive of what's important to them. I've had pastors tell me, I've been actually, and this is the truth, I've been told I can't speak at churches because I encourage my young people to go on dates, and I have encouraged them to be on my space. And I've been told that that's not in accordance with the philosophy of that particular church, and I've never argued. I just didn't have that speaking engagement. But I walked away wondering the reason you're calling me to come talk to your young people is because you, you're you cutting off every place that they communicate with them. Exactly, exactly. I um, One of the things that uh, we did recently in Fly Rockaway is we did a youth conference. And, you know, we did an all-day youth conference. We did different tracks. One uh, one workshop was called Trey Songz Did Not Invent Sense. Another was called, um, <laughs> one of them was called um, Get On Your Grind you know, talking about college and stuff. The other one was called, um, you know, the N-word and beyond, you know, watch your mouth. 
and and we had we had young people from all over the community. We were expecting to have a bigger numbers from the twelve and under group and the thirteen to seventeen group. But by the end of the day, the most of the kids were from the eighteen to twenty five year old group. And really? they all came in and we had we had over we expected maybe fifty, maybe sixty kids. We ended up with over 120 kids, and we did the workshops first, and then we did a, a like an hour worship afterwards. And young people were just crying out, screaming out, you know, yep. tears rolling down their face, you know, the spirit moving them. And and all I did was tell them that I love them, that I hear you, that I understand your pain. I know that you cry at night. I know that you're angry and you don't know why. I know that you're frustrated and you don't understand why. I know you feel like nobody understands you. I know you feel like everybody's judging you. But I'm here to tell you that those things have nothing to do with God. Those things right. have nothing to do with the love of Jesus Christ. The Lord loves you exactly the way you are in spite of what you've done and no matter what you will do in the future. He still loves you. He still wants you. He still welcomes you with open arms. You don't have to wait until you try to get it right. The reason that you need God is because we can't get it right on our own. Amen. And when Amen. you approach young people, every single church that I go to without fail, without exception, every single church that I go to and I do an altar call like that, young people come to the altar in droves crying, gang members, dudes coming to the altar smelling like weed, girls coming to the altar with, with you know, tattoos all over their body and, 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 and trying to pull their pants up so nobody can see the, the tattoo in the small of their back because they want to come to the Lord and be respectful of the Lord and be respectful right. of me as, as, as an agent of the Lord. And, 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 and to see people, they hit me on Facebook and, and they have real conversations with me and tell me, I, you know, I just, I just need a change. I need to do something different. They tell me they got pregnant and they've been raped and, you know, they've been involved in lesbianism and homosexuality and all these things. And, and I always tell them that God loves you in spite of that. And I'm not yep. telling you to stay in it, but what I'm telling you is that there's a way out if you want one. And I tell them, and a lot of people don't agree with this, that if you decide that you still want to be sexually active with somebody of the same sex, that does not mean that God does not love you. And I think agree with that. I'm just, I agree with I'm that. I'm just silly enough to believe that when you, when you approach young people like that, you're telling them that it's okay to change. You're not right. drawing a line in the sand. And when you don't draw a line in the sand, that gives a person the opportunity to feel that there is some sort of opportunity for redemptive change that I can engage in. Right. It's not that you're, trying, it's, you're an abomination, you're going to hell. When you do that, you're, you're, that's not what Jesus did. That's not how Jesus lived. And when I see people do that, it ticks me off. It makes me angry, and it really makes me wonder what Bible they read because I never saw the New International Stupid Version. Because that, I don't understand what people are doing when they do that to young people. And, and <laughs> At least you, you, know, you made me laugh. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I have to share with you, I, I love my mother-in-law so dearly, and she's older, you know, like um, late 60s, early, yeah, late 60s she is. And, you know, she doesn't wear pants. And her belief is that, you know, in the in the spirit of a woman, you know, not wearing pants and things like that. So, you know, when I first started dating my husband, that's the first thing that came out of her mouth. And I, I immediately was like, oh, Lord, I can't even deal with her. You know, that whole, and you know something unfortunate 
but the elders it, across many denominational lines hold so firmly to certain beliefs that are not relevant that I just feel in order, excuse me, in order for us to reach um, the people of God, not even young people, the people of God, we have to go in a way that, that's nonjudgmental, our arms open wide, and in the spirit of love. Right, right. Pastor Ferguson, I'm so happy. I, I'm, I mean, you always, always, always have a spot to come and, and, and just talk to us. On Thursdays, we do our online Bible study, and we just um, – you know, I'm, I'm blessed to reach so many people through the Internet and through social media. And so I, I feel it's, um, it, it's definitely a, a God's will for me to spread the truth and love of Jesus Christ throughout the Internet in the way that I know how. And it's people like you who so generously give of your time that support me to, do, to, to help me get down the way Cy Brown knows how to get down. <laughs> so thank I just I just – Oh, no doubt. <laughs> I, I, I was hoping that you would just be able to say our closing prayer because we have um, run out of time already. It was so fast, yeah. right? <laughs> right. I know, right? Um, sure. Um, and, and I'll share this with you since it was a Bible study. Um, 1 Corinthians, I believe it's nine nineteen to 21, says, In part, I become all things to all men that I might by some means save some. And and you uh, to the to the Jew I became as a Jew that I might gain the Jews to the Greek I became as a Greek that I might gain the Greek to the hip hop kid I became as a hip hop kid that I might gain the hip hop kid, and and that is 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 our uh, uh, scripture of departure this morning. And we uh, let's bow our heads, Lord. We come before you, thanking you, glorifying you, magnifying you for all that you are and all that you have done, and we have the audacity to thank you in advance for our blessings before we even receive them. Lord, I ask you to bless my sister, Saida Brown, and all that she does and all of her endeavors. Continue to strengthen her, to guide her, to motivate her, that she may strengthen God and motivate others and point them to you. We thank you. We glorify We magnify you. We believe that our young people are redeemable and that you have their best interest in heart. And we thank you for that, oh God. And we thank you for allowing us to be agents on that battlefield for the hearts and imagination of our children. We thank you, glorify you, and magnify you. In Jesus' mighty and matchless name, amen. Amen. I, 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 I'm so grateful. Thank you. I just want to um, confirm that the scripture was 1 Corinthians 9.19, right? Yep, 19 okay. to 21. Okay, 19. I just put it chat room 19 to 21 so for those of you um that uh I'm, look at you got me sniffling man <laughs> um, for those of you who are in the chat room um it was first corinthians 9 19 and this show if you missed the broadcast in its entirety is available for download through itunes and it will play all day today if you just go to side brown morning show um reverend ferguson i'll definitely get a copy of this show to you for your thank for you your, my dear um that's not a problem and i just want to say um thank you to a few people who have called in call us from 201-628 call us from we have a lot of callers reverend <laughs> nine seven three <laughs> Six three seven seven zero, which is Atlanta five seven two five seven one five zero five, and there's more callers that go to screen too. But those are the top five that I can see on my screen right now. So we actually had a lot of callers calling in and listening through their cell phones. So I mean, is that not the coolest thing that people can call in through their cell phone, listen to it through iTunes, the the Word of God? I mean, that's the best, right? Yes, yes it is. 
Reverend, I love you. My regards to your family and your daughter and everybody, and we'll see you soon. Again, always give everybody the website, Pastor. Oh, www.mountcarmelbaptist.org and www.luke418.org. Okay, I just put that, www.mountcarmelbaptist.org and www.luke, oh, because for Luke 418 Ministries, right? Yep. Yeah, and they've got to be updated, but the websites will start being updated by the end of the week. It's all good. We know where to find. I know where to find you, man. You're stuck. Yep. <laughs> Anytime. Everybody have a good day tomorrow. You know what we do on Fridays. We welcome in the weekend. Just have a party here on the radio to just have a uh, to, to usher in the spirit of a great weekend ahead. I love everybody and thank everybody for listening. And I'll see everybody tomorrow right here on the Cybrow Morning Show. Peace. Step into the world of power, loyalty, and luck. I'm going to make him an offer he can't refuse. With family, cannolis, and spins mean everything. Now, you want to get mixed up in the family business. Introducing The Godfather at ChompaCasino.com. Test your luck in the shadowy world of The Godfather slot. Someday, I will call upon you to do a service for me. Play The Godfather, now at ChampaCasino.com. Welcome to the family. VGW Group, no purchase necessary. Avoid where prohibited by law. See terms and conditions, 18 plus.